Why wait any longer for a change of scene? Why wait one more week for a world-class cocktail in a rooftop hot tub? Why wait another day for Art Deco elegance and live jazz? For a spa resort with a therapy menu as long as your arm? For dinner at a Michelin Guide recommended restaurant? Why put your next short break on the long finger? When it's just a small step to a giant adventure in Northern Ireland. And you can book it now at discovernorthernireland.com. Travel advice and guidelines apply. Visit nidirect.gov.uk and check ahead with providers. You are now tuned in to Hollywood Ways with Doug and Breezy. Oh, hey Ted. I know that you like the lies, know you like the way it shines. There's no other place you'd rather be. This is how we do it in Hollywood. Hollywood this is how we do it. Welcome to Hollywood Ways. It's wrap day. We just finished shooting the Ramble on pilot. I am with my producer, financier, and partner in our new company, just named Angry Lunch. Where did we come up with that, Ted? What is that, Angry Lunch? People are asking. It's a, it's an homage. Yeah. Uh, Doug and, and I, we have uh, a nice banter every once in a while. It usually happens over lunch. Uh, sometimes they get a little angrier than normal. His bing, bing is going bing. off. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. No, that's, that, it indicates when you're correct. So yeah. I must So I, I, to be honest, we haven't really had an angry lunch since our dinner. We haven't had an angry problem since our dinner, since we resolved our problem. I don't, I don't see why we'd ever have another one, to be honest with you. I'm sure there will be another one, well, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to it. But we'll still keep the name, here. Angry Lunch. We love, we love the name. It's funny. We like to poke fun at ourselves. And I brought you a second project today that I think we might be able to do I think we're. Quickly. I think we're already at a green light stage. Yeah. No, I'm serious, though. It's... It's actually, we really love this process. Now, obviously, we got to, we'll talk about where this pilot's at and what the plan is for it. But uh, I got another pilot that I wrote for Scott Kahn a couple years ago. I spoke to Scott today. He wants to do it. So we may just roll right into another show at the same time. Maybe. We'll see what happens. So, all right. You want uh, to, when you're off, when you want to get off your phone, I'll talk to you. I'm, I'm, re- to, I'm ready. I, you know, I'm doing work over here for Angry, angry Lunch. So. I understand. So we wrap today. We Fortunately, what happened is we had a focus problem and insurance determined it was a camera error and uh, they're going to give us the money back for that, fortunately. So thank God. Yeah. So but we got this extra scene and this this shows a wrap. So how do you feel you went through your first production? How do you feel? I was mentioning outside to a couple people that other than summer camp, when I think I was 13 years old, which was probably the best time of my life, you know, for me as an individual. Yeah, this is probably right up there and better. Yeah. And and I think, you know, it doesn't happen like this a lot. Uh, oftentimes, you're on a set with a lot of people that you're not enjoying. You're on a set with some difficult personalities. You have financial issues. You have script problems. You cast someone that you did, thought was going to work that doesn't. Knock on wood, everything clicked. Like, I didn't want this to end. Like, I have no interest in not going in right into the next episode right now. It's a shame, actually. It feels bad. So I bought some Powerball tickets. Yeah, you uh, feel like it's all we going just, well. We just got to keep it going. No, I, I've been racking my brain all weekend. You know, obviously, financing a show on your own is a, is a big deal, and uh, regardless of how much money you have. And uh, I'm desperately trying to figure out the path to doing this whole entire season on our own. 
so we can go and do it and control the entire process, not just the pilot and the and the and the kickstart of this thing, uh, and see where it goes. I mean, it's you know, it's a wild idea, but at the end of the day, you know, we want two things: we want creative freedom. But we want the biggest audience possible. So, you know, we'll have to balance those things out. We're also talking about a whole technology play. We're in discussions with Fireside and Mark Cuban and Fallon uh, Fetemi, who runs that. And and we're talking about some cool things that could be really interesting. And, you know, Entourage really, it always picked up on things, technology and and things in the culture and was a little ahead of it. And we're trying to be ahead of... It with this too, which I know this is the way of the future. I know people are going to make and distribute their own stuff and studios are going to have to, I don't know what, because they're going to have to really have their values and, and you know, what the value was for the most part is they have the money, they have the eyeballs and they have the marketing power. So if you can figure out how to do that on your own, which, you know, it's why I've been so, uh, it's been so important to me to get everybody on board to grow their communities, because if you have giant communities, you can bring stuff to them directly. And I would love to do that with our audience because we have such a great fan base and I love to interact with them directly. And I don't want to be like, Oh, we're, you know, we're, we're stuck because uh, this other show on whatever network spent too much money on this. And now they want to take away money from us. Cause you know, that's the truth is how entourage ended. Entourage was canceled, which we were by far the highest rated half hour on HBO at the time. And they still canceled us, which was so insane. And the reason that happened is um, the executive Chris Albrecht or the president of HBO who brought us in was no longer there. And the new guy who I hate, and he's not there anymore. So I love all the people who are at HBO (laughs) right now, but that guy who I hate and will always hate, he was not a fan of mine or ours or whatever we were doing. And that everything changed the day he kind of came into power. So, yeah. And that's what we, I I hope we don't, have to be beholden to. We want to be able to control our own destiny and we don't want to have other people in a studio environment forcing the direction of where this goes and what the story is yeah. uh, on our behalf, right? And we don't want it to end before it's supposed to end. So. Yeah. I mean, ideally we can get to that that situation. So what, what was your favorite moments of this show? Or this production, you know, not the show. Here's, here's I, well, for sure, for me, it's 100% hands down the people. Uh, everybody involved. Almost uh, everybody. Yeah, everybody involved. Everybody's still involved. That's right. Uh, is somebody who I go, I I really hope you'll, you know, be a part of my life and my career going forward. Yeah. I look at this as just the very first step in what I hope to be another 20 or 30 year career in this business. And all of the people that you brought on to this project from a production standpoint, from a crew standpoint, they were unbelievable. Uh, Gary, Jeremy, uh, you know, Perkle, all. Great, great. Everybody from from transportation to props to everybody, it was just such an amazing, pleasant, collaborative uh, experience. Yeah. Nobody seemed to have any ego. Um, nobody seemed to have any, uh, you know, belly aching. Like everybody just, I think everybody was having a great time. If if this whole group had a boat, this would have been the greatest cruise of all time. It was yeah. really just amazing. And, and that's the thing everybody should know about this project. We put this together. Everybody who worked on this project sacrificed their normal salaries for far less money than they would normally get. The two people who were at financial risk are Ted and I, but all of these other people risked whatever other opportunities were at that time. Nobody, almost nobody. We did have one ingrate who, you know, is no longer with us. And uh, it's, it's honestly, a sh- it's a shame, but it's really maddening and aggravating. Because the truth is, and I'm really, uh, 
I'm a person who really has always looked at it this way. I understand that the writers, that the directors and the producers get paid the most money and they get the most credit. But the truth of the matter is everybody is really important. And especially when you talk about a project like this. Sure, I got a good script, but there is no script without Charlie Sheen, Kevin Dillon and Kevin Connolly being willing to basically come in, throw out their salaries and go, I'll take a chance. Gary Goldman leaves a couple of projects he's in the middle of doing, yep. comes on this, and, and he's the one, again, they, these are all my crew people from Entourage, but Gary's the one who's really maintained consistent daily relationships with everybody and had to go pitch them on what we're doing and why we're doing it. And uh, everybody came on board, and uh, you know, it's why I talk about somehow, well, like, I want to make this – you know, not the best thing to talk about on the, on the air, but I do. I want to do a different model than anyone's done where everybody who's really important to this project contributes in some way and has some piece of ownership to it. The way the, the Green Bay Packers are owned because I, I and, and again, I, I am going to get paid more than other people because I'm going to actually put more time in because now even while it ends. Everybody can go to other jobs, and right now I'm already in that stress, even though we don't have a show going forward at the moment. I'm already in 24-7 stress of, okay, what's the next storyline? What's the script? And that is the grind, but it's not the most important thing. It just isn't. It is all equally important. Everybody had really, you know, it's just, uh, again, I can't, like it got, I have been emotional about it. I was depressed over the weekend. I'm like, I want to go back to work, you know, and uh, I haven't felt like I wanted to go to work for a long time because, you know, most of the things I've done and it's not all the people who want to yell stuff. I've done a lot of other things besides entourage, but it's it's like a bit and it's funny, but usually there's some aggravation. There's a money guy who's an asshole. There's an actor who's an asshole. There's uh, a writer you're working with. There's a, you know, the, the cinematographer has an attitude. Everybody here just seemed to want to be there. It was. I, I, I'm. I'm being serious. Like I'm 47 years old. I, I've made enough money to 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 be partners with you on this deal. I've been in lots of situations where it's not that case. Yeah. There's always somebody, even if it's just one person, that's a squeaky wheel that feels like they're not getting what they should be getting or whatever it is. And on on this project, it, it was so enjoyable. Uh, it was so perfect. It really does feel like God's watching over us and making sure that everybody is on the same page. Because getting – this is not a small thing. This wasn't a group of eight. This wasn't a group of 20. Uh, you know, we're looking at the, the, the rap party conversation. I think there's like 78 invitations. Like this is a big group of people. Yeah. I can't get my, my four kids to all agree on where we're going to eat dinner tonight, let alone 78 people to all hit and lock I think you were surprised, step. too. Like, when you first started, you were like, what are, how, why are all these people here? Like, why do we have to pay all these people? And everybody has real value. And we were early every single night. Like, you don't know what could have happened to this budget. We could have no, gone over day after day after day. And, you know, the unions, they do a lot of good stuff for their people, so I don't want to knock on them. But the truth is, when you start going overtime, money starts flying, flying. out the window yeah. that you're like, what just happened? So there's nothing we sacrificed. There's nobody who underdelivered on no. any level. No. You know? I thought the catering was excellent, by the way, which was tough. The catering? Yeah, the catering was great because... The catering was pretty darn good. Like, I was not to put it in a box now. Like, an, like, it looks like, because of COVID, it looks like a meal you would get on an airplane. It was great. And, Very good. And, and and even though it was a small box, it was somehow huge. Stuffed. It, like, it, each box weighed like six pounds. Yeah, every time I was eating, I was like, it doesn't seem like I'm getting anywhere. Well, so. we, had, we had one day where it was like, I think there was like a sliced meatloaf. Yeah. 
I, I there were like eight slices. I was like, is this the whole meatloaf? Like, was I supposed to split this with people? It was amazing. <laughs> and I think uh, hopefully we've got Stock Tip Dave in the booth now. I hope that the Action Park people, because they've seen from the get go when I saw this idea. When, when I said to them, just trust me, I got big things coming. They now have a new office, so let's talk about this a little bit. We talked about the situation that happened with the furniture last week. Somehow, $20,000 went out the window, the furniture that we did not need, and you decided to gift it to Kevin Connolly today, like the price is right type of stuff. Well, it was his birthday. Uh, Oprah, I feel like Oprah. You get a couch, and you get a couch. <laughs> Listen, I'm very grateful and respectful of the role that everybody played in this. And Connolly, because he went out and started this studio, it really is the genesis of Absolutely. this project. And, and by the way, I think a lot of people in your position and, even, and probably some even in mine, they don't want to give credit for those types of things. Oh, I, this was me. No, this was based on his start. Yeah. And that guy who put in all of his best effort and was staying late and was, you know, taking pictures and, you know, just doing everything and was such a – somebody asked me who's, who's a friend who used to run an independent studio, said, how's Connolly? They, they knew Charlie. They knew Dylan. They, they knew people. But how's Connolly? Never, never met him. I'd say listen, he's one of the greatest people you'll ever meet. Like, yeah. he's just such a good guy. And so. And that's what I told you from the get go. Like, Connolly, he asked if he could have Action Park Media be a, a producing partner on this, which we, which we, I don't say we allowed because he delivered. And he delivered yeah. in a lot of ways. This office. Not, I don't just mean creatively is the basis for where this show started. It's what I saw when I walked in. But all of the people that he's got from Scotty and Kevin and Stocktip and Sophie yeah. and Kira, all, all these people who really like helped and made this office our production office, which you know is also, you know, our budget is got a lot of savings in it because. We had this office because we had your house, because we had my car and Dylan's car. All of those things add up yep. and, and led us to a place where we really put all hands in and we made something happen. And now we got to keep it going. So. Well, and, and Kevin, who's decorating this big, beautiful office that he has now, and he saw the potential of what this could be when he saw it dressed for yeah. set, I could see in his eyes. When this was all going to disappear, it was oh. going to have an impact on Oh, yeah. Oh. And, and I said, look. What am I going to do with that furniture? Where am I going to put it? Where am I going to store it? As soon as I bring that, I'll bring it to my garage until I get rid of it. My wife is going to be on me. I would have given it away just for that. <laughs> but I wanted to give it to him because I knew how much he needed it and would yeah. appreciate it. And By the, the, way, place, does never, the place does look beautiful. I've never seen a 48-year-old man so happy with a throw pillow. I mean, it changed his whole life. I mean, you <laughs> could feel the difference in the office, and it just lights he was, up. He was skipping around. So I got... I got this other script I wrote a couple of years ago, right before COVID. And yep. uh, Scott Kahn, um, you know, he's in. So I think um, it'll be interesting. Obviously, we got to sell this before we start putting more money into something else. But um, are you nervous about that process now? Because now, which, which process? The sale process? Yeah. I'm not nervous. I'm very anxious to see what the outcome will be because sure. I'm super excited about what I think you and we have delivered. And I think people are going to love this. Even last night, I, I took another spin through. I know you don't watch the dailies much. I took another spin through the dailies. I just watched that Charlie and Martin scene. It's magic. And I didn't want it to end. 
and I saw it already, and I was there live. And you didn't even see it edited. And I don't have it edited, and right. I don't. There's no music. There's no. There's no other emotion other than just the raw dialogue and the two of them sharing that moment on screen. It's very well written. It's yeah, very, very. Uh, <laughs> I don't really? believe it. Really. <laughs> so, By the way, that, I just got to throw it aside. For some reason, uh, any Caddyshack fans out there, you know, when uh, he goes, I uh, heard you played golf with uh, Mr. Webb this morning. What do you shoot? 80, 75, and Judge Smells. Uh, he's talking to him, and he says, no, it's more like 68, and Judge Smells says, I don't believe it. Really? Anyway, I have no idea if I sound anything like him, but this became the call of the set, which often happens where everybody is saying this over and over to the point yes. the hysteria is, uh, it, was, it was fun. I mean, it, was a lot of, it was a lot of fun, but to go back to your question, I'm just super excited because I think there are a lot of people out there. Look, I've been watching the Instagram. Just the feedback to our posts, everybody is rooting for Charlie to get a comeback. Everybody wants to see Connolly and Dylan on screen. Everybody is so excited to see the younger up and coming people that we have, Kamiko and and Harvey and Breezy. Like everybody wants to see this matchup. I think people are going to be pretty blown away about what, what we're delivering. Yeah. So well, I'm, excited. I'm excited to see what the outcome's gonna be. Yeah. The outcome. Yeah. Well, it sounds so official. It doesn't it? More than anything, I really want this thing to go. You know, I want it to have its run. Yeah. I want it to have its eight, ten seasons. Oof. I want it to have, you know, a hundred episodes. I want us to have a, a real piece of entertainment history. Yeah. And I think we've got it. We've definitely started with a great foundation because, yeah. you know, two things you really need in a pilot. You need the technical stuff to come together, which we did. And you need a good story and you need great characters. And um, whether it's on the page or whether these actors deliver it, we have great characters, Amazing. top to bottom. And let's just talk about Charlie for a minute because there's been so many feelings of like, are you worried about Charlie? Isn't that Charlie has been one of the most gracious, generous people I've ever worked with. I 100% believe I could get snowed like anybody else that all of his problems were due to drugs. That does not give it an excuse at all. But this guy is a good guy who is committed, loyal, and just brought it every single day, both in his acting and in his thoughtfulness about the script and, and things that could happen and helping out with casting. I mean, Harvey Guillen, by the way, who's on um, Reacher and uh, In the Shadows, Charlie and I were watching it at the same time because he told me to watch the show Reacher. And I saw Harvey, I go, are you, are you watching this guy? He goes, yeah, he just pops off the screen. And how about that scene? I mean, Harvey Guillen in the scene with Kevin Dillon in this show. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I think it's very hard. Anybody who's an Entourage fan knows that Kevin Dillon steals every time he's on the, on the screen. To have that be somewhat challenged by yeah. this guy was awesome to watch because they were so much fun. Yeah. And Harvey was amazing. He was better. I, I, I envisioned him being amazing. He was better than than what I had thought. Yeah, and Anne Ortiz was amazing. Awesome. And so Julissa was incredible, and her mother yep. also. I mean, amazing. I just, I, I just I love this group so much, and uh, yeah, you know, one of our actors uh, got offered a pilot, and it's like, hey, what's happening? And it's like it kills me to not go. I can't, I can't lock I don't you have up. the answer to this moment. Yeah, because we 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 do need to lock everybody down as quick as possible. So yeah, what do you think is next? Though we have, I have this pilot. It takes place in Napa. How great would it be to shoot a show in Napa? It would be great. The wine will be flowing, <laughs> uh, especially if we're doing it as the spring and, and summer are hitting. Uh, you know, Napa is one of the most beautiful places in the world. So yeah. to be able well, to, to have that as your background. is So great. I told Ted, awesome. I have this script. I don't even know why I'm not thinking about it. Because when you own your own scripts and you know you don't have to have, you know, I would sell it for whatever amount of money to somebody else. Now it's here it is. Let's put it in the pot. 
Let's get this thing rolling. Scott Kahn, Golden Globe-nominated actor, who I wrote it for, is in. We, there's like four other parts. We could do the exact same thing, and we could really all of a sudden Angry Lunch, which you know didn't have a name four days ago, could all of a sudden be a real uh, productive studio. Because I do, I honestly believe this is not being arrogant. I'm the most neurotic, nervous guy in the world. I believe this is going to be um, this pilot's going to be some of the best work that I've. I don't want to say I've done that. I've been involved. The with. ramble on pilot. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think this is this is exceptional stuff, top to bottom, and I'm really I'm excited to see it. I made mention of it a few times to different people. I'm really hoping that I don't look back at this and this was the pinnacle of my career because oh. this was so good. It's going to be hard to to top the experience. It's going to be hard to top the content, the cast. It's going to be very hard. I, I know it already. Like, what's the next project we're going to do that's going to be more magical than what we had? I think I think we really caught lightning in a bottle here. Yeah, well, I'm hoping. It's like we were talking about Check Out Victory, you know, um, it really starts with with the top, and yeah. I don't just mean me. Me, you, the actors. Scott Kahn is just like our guys. Yeah. He's a guy you want to be around, and yeah. I think the important thing that we have to hopefully keep remembering, if we're lucky enough to get this stuff actually going and everything's good, is like we we don't want to surround ourselves with anyone who's going to take away that enjoyment of it because it's not worth it. Yeah. Hulu has the shows and movies you love and is committed to providing a platform for black stories to continue to be seen with the Hulu Black Stories Hub. Watch Women of the Movement, produced by Sean Carter and Will Smith, and all seasons of Snowfall and Atlanta. Catch up on Queens, Grand Crew, Blackish, and Abbott Elementary. Binge RuPaul's Drag Race, Power, Queen Sugar, Tyler Perry's Have and Have Nots, Hulu Originals, Wu Tang, and American Saga, Woke, and more. With all those plus classics like Living Single and Family Matters, docuseries like Your Attention, Please, and Black Love, and Hulu Original Movies like The United States vs. Billie Holiday, and Onyx Collective's award-winning documentary, Summer Soul, you can find stories and storytellers that highlight and celebrate black history, past and present, on Hulu's Black Stories Hub, 365 days a year. Hulu subscription required. Terms apply. Let's talk a little bit about the sales process, uh, what, what I think what our next steps are going to be. We need to finish the pilot editing pretty much this week. You believe that we will be picture locked? I don't uh, know about picture locked, but pretty damn but close. But pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to have a pilot episode Within a couple of weeks, that's kind of ready, polished, and ready to go. Uh, we've already been talking to some of the big, biggest content sellers in the town, talking about a strategy, uh, going out to various studios and how we're going to run that process. Um, for us, you know, like anything, you want to make sure you maintain as much, not the ownership from a financial standpoint as if that's the most important thing. Obviously, you want to get paid and do all that stuff, but it's really important that you're able to deliver that product. And, the, and, and it's, it has to meet your vision, right? You started this, this process with a vision about what kind of world you want to create. And the minute you bring in somebody else, regardless of whether they're going to do something that's nice for you by distributing it to millions of people, it, it can't be something that gets meddled with. You don't want that to be something that's not. Now, hopefully, we're going to find the kind of partner that we need that is going to not only just give us the creative freedom, but also collaborate and make this thing better, right? Every it doesn't matter where it comes from, I think, from you, from your perspective and certainly Absolutely. from mine. If, if it makes this thing better, bring them on. Yep. Um, so it's going to be an, an important process. I think realistically we're probably looking at a couple of months you know, before we know exactly where it is. Well, I hope we don't but, I think it'll, but I think it will be quick. Yeah. I do think it will be quick. Uh, I think people are going to see this and they're going to flip out and they're going to say this is something we, ha- we have to have. Uh, and hopefully we can get that all done and, and then we're right back in the writing room and getting this thing 
written out and figuring out the entire season and and you're, I know you're that about gives to me faint. Seizures when you start <laughs> talking about that to, stuff. His lip is starting to quiver. It's um, like there was never a quicker or easier script to get done than this one. I mean, I you know I was I posted. Is, is that day, true? Like t- talk about that a little bit. Like I don't well, think actually, you talked about that. The too easiest much. script I ever wrote was uh, the episode of Entourage. I got nominated for an Emmy. I wrote it in like two hours. Which is that one day in the valley? No, that was uh, that was um, the it was Exodus. It was called, but it was where Ari gets fired. It, it legitimately took me like two hours, and I sent it to Piven, and he said, "This is the best script I've ever read." And then, really, and then HBO had all these problems with it, and uh, we ended up not changing anything, and that was the, how it went, and and it, it got nominated for an Emmy. That the, my curb spec also that I wrote that got me Entourage took me hours, you know, but. There are episodes of Entourage, One Day in the Valley, which had a lot of hands in it. Believe me, that took days and days. We threw out a couple of drafts on that one and started over. Huh. Um, I remember that one specifically, uh, which we're talking about the episode of Entourage where they, they beat Spider-Man. I mean, just the, the, the little logics of how we can actually stop a movie from uh, being a, uh, an actual blockbuster because of power outages and stuff. We spent a lot of time thinking about logistics that would actually make it realistic. But, yeah. but no, this... Uh, this script was uh, was a joy, and um, you know the first draft we clearly improved it significantly since then. But it's still it's ninety percent the story and no, the, the skeletal that we have. structure was there, yeah. and it was solid. And that's when you know that's when it's fun when you can go do a rewrite and you can start making it better. But when you have to restructure an entire thing or characters aren't working, like, like Entourage, the Entourage pilot was torture and. Uh, I didn't really know how to write a TV show, and, and we talked about this a little bit last time, but, I mean, the first uh, script of Entourage, there's like nine main characters in the Entourage, and HBO kept whittling it down, and they were mm. right, because it's very hard to service nine people, yeah. especially in an Entourage, but I think why we can have more characters in this show is we do have this office setting, um, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see this, because I can't think of an, another show on TV that has The Office and Entourage Californication scope at the same time, and it's all going to, I think, going to mesh really well together. So, Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, uh, The Office is a great example. There's a big ensemble cast, but they don't delve too much into anybody's particular story, a, a few of the main characters. It is, I think, a big challenge to try to well, service well, the a large office, ensemble cast. Well, The Office, and, and it's not to compare the two. The Office is one of the great shows of all time. But The Office is, it's all mostly in The Office. So, Oh, it's almost all in know, The Office. So, I mean, what I want to do is, which we've done, I think, in this show, is I want a big scope. I want it to be cinematic. I want it to yeah. be filmic. I want to feel like Entourage, that we're out in the world. And, yeah. you know, now that the, the idea of this show is out there, you know, I've been asked for 20 years to write the next Hollywood show or the next celebrity show, and it just didn't interest me. But the truth is I've really seen how celebrities changed recently. And during the pandemic, I really got to, to really understand and study the social media influencer world and yeah. all of that. And, you know, having Adam Wahid in this, who's a, who's a big social media influencer, who I think is actually going to be an excellent actor. He was great. And, and a really great guy. But, um, you know, three years ago, I was like, what is this shit with this Snapchat and this and that? And now hopefully people realize because a lot of people just take the bitter hater point of like, oh, this guy doesn't do anything. Anyone who can draw that much attention to themselves and keep it has a talent. Yeah. It, it just is. And that doesn't mean they're going to be a movie star. It doesn't mean they're going to be American Idol or any of that. But 
there's something there. And then there are the ones, which I think Adam is, is one of them. Check out his Instagram, Adam W or Snapchat. I don't know. I don't I'm not even on Snapchat. I'm, I'm on Snapchat, but I'm not. Yeah. Although I noticed when I'm I turned, I wait, I turned it on the other day for the first time and I saw that you followed me. So you are Snapchat. Yeah. No, w- not Snapchat. Uh, uh, TikTok. TikTok. Uh, my kids may have set up an account at one point. Because I, I don't use it. I've posted like twice on it, and I wish I did use it more. But I think hopefully we can get all of our guys to understand how important it is if you want to get the word out about what you're doing. There's so much content out there that, yeah. you know, there is the great way that, you know, you get on HBO or Netflix and everybody loves it. But there's also that other way of, of letting the world know on a sidebar. So and, and grassroots where it kind yeah. of builds its own groundswell. Yeah. yeah and I, I honestly, I love that. And I really do. I love um, talking to our community. I really love that they know what we're doing and that they've watched the whole process. And, um, you know, part of me goes, yeah, the script was written November 14th is when I sat down with Dave Perkle. There was no script. But the truth is. The day I walked into Connolly's office over two years ago, I knew there was a show. I, I remember we had lunch, I think, either that day or the next day, and you said there's a show in this spot. Yep, and yeah. everything that I've been living for the last two years, from these live shows to the podcast growing, has kind of worked its way into it. To meet you introducing me to Breezy, who yep. Breezy is not vanished. Breezy crushes it on this show, by the yep. way, but she's she's busy on uh, All-American, and uh Everybody, uh, they're going to panic they, you know, when they see this because I think everybody's going to have to lock these people up to long-term <laughs> deals. So hopefully we can get them. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't th- for certainly I don't think anything that we would be doing would be doing other, anything other than building up uh, their presence yeah. regardless of where they are. Yeah. So uh, I don't think those two things have to compete in any way. And I do think the world that has been created here is really – it's got so much possibility because you're watching – people's lives unfold in real time and for us that's the journey that everybody went on on entourage right mm-hmm. that like like if you ha- if you have to say well, what what was the attraction it's you were it was like you were uh, the fifth person in the room yeah and you got to watch these people who you rooted for and wanted to see succeed uh you got to watch them go through their ups and downs it wasn't all up on that show there were lots of moments where it was down and they threw in together on stuff and they were well, loyal to the, each other the friendship and loyalty which i think is yeah. going to be present in this as well which yep. is where the where where they will tie in together hollywood and that that stuff i think people will definitely be uh, interested in although i'm, I'm telling you every the more we talk about like going forward the more i nauseous i get just thinking about sitting in the <laughs> sitting in the computer and coming up with 7 9 of these 96 of them whatever it is that that is the yeah. for me the toughest part so uh I you know I think any- I think I'm 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 feeling good. I'm I watched you during this process. Mm. I think it's going to be a different process for you. Yeah. Yeah. I cuz I think I think you really enjoy the world that you've created and you see all the possibilities. I do, but I, I, I but it's still, a, it's still a grind. It, no it, it, it's the hardest part of it for me. I mean, yeah. uh, I think uh, if we can get back to production, I'll be in a happier place. So we'll, 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 We'll get there. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about this fireside Mark Cuban thing. Do we do we think we're going to make anything happen with this or what? We're in conversations. I literally that's who I was talking to, and uh, and my uh, ringer went off when you uh, when we got started. I think we've got something that I think has a real potential 
so huge we're, amount we're, of fun component. We're for talking the about fan. all sorts of different things from, you know, incorporating the community through NFTs to actually raising money uh, in a way that's never been done to go make the show. So we're talking about lots of things. And yeah. obviously to get Mark Cuban on board with anything would be um, awesome. So uh, we'll see. We may be at South by Southwest Monday, but we don't know yet. Yep, we're working on it. And I'll be at New York at my dad's Marvin, who was Marvin the accountant from Entourage. My father yeah. was actually Marvin the accountant, who was based on he's turning 90 on March 14th. 90. Yeah. Big number. Big number. But we're getting there. And so. you're so lucky to have him. I am so lucky to have him. And, uh, and we're so lucky to have this whole crew. So we've got to keep this rolling. And yeah. uh, we'll keep you up to dates. We, we may sound a little tired today because, A, we just shot this morning. And, B, it is 400 degrees in Action Park Media. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I don't so. know. We're going to have to have a talk. It, it, we're going we're to either confiscate a couch or <laughs> get some air conditioning. We're going on strike. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Hollywood Ways. Hey everyone, you might remember me from Teen Mom 2, but my 15 minutes is almost up. So I'm back with another podcast. I'm your barely famous host, Kale Lowry, and I'm catching up with people from my past, putting my exes on the hot seat, and chatting with TikTokers, influencers, and other reality stars. Get Weird With Me every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, or wherever you get your podcasts. 